What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Ashley Magazine podcast. Tim Neely decided that he wanted to piggyback and join us once again. So welcome, Tim Neely, Tim's Enthusiast Garage, Motor Vice, whole nine yards. Today, we're talking about SEMA and why it's not happening. Oh, he just said it. Oh, he just came straight out of the game. Spoiler alert, man. <laughs> you don't have to watch the rest of the podcast to get to that point. <laughs> all right, all right, Willie. What's what's your thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I'm. Well, hmm. Uh, you know, we're by no means official, nor do we have any inside knowledge, uh, nor are we professional, even in most cases. <laughs> but <laughs> I've seen. I've gone so to see you so far in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> put that out there. Um, no, but you know, I've been going to SEMA for 15 years now. It is like a staple of you know the magazine and how we operate and how we, um, you know, meet people, whatever, get advertisers, all that kind of stuff. It's where it's Mike, like what Mike always says. It's like 90% of S3's business uh, is done at SEMA. Um, so there's a lot of build up to it. And, uh, and me and Tim were talking, I guess last week and it was like, crap, man, is this going to happen or, or what I would have, you know, two weeks ago, I would have been like, dude, absolutely. Totally going to happen. What are, don't even worry about it. But then I saw Monterey car week fall apart and that's an August event. And I was like, um, kind of soon on the trigger there guys. And, and, you know, Got to thinking, I don't know, man. It might be it might be at more risk than we realize. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, whoever wants to go ahead and kick it off first, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, as a uh, as a show promoter with uh, Motorvice, you know, we so our first show was this last week in in uh, the first weekend of May. And unfortunately, we had a May show, a June show, and a September show, and then hopefully uh, a late October show scheduled. But the closer we got to, uh, like, really back in March, it was like, are we going to be able to do this May show? Probably not. So canceled the May show, um, canceled, pretty much put on hold the August or September show, and now with being, you know, I, I have a couple other businesses that are pretty involved with like uh, like the tent film, window film industry and, and just the auto industry in general. And like it, it just keeps it's the ball that kind of keeps it just keeps rolling down the yeah. hill and on another step and another step. <laughs> and what happens is like now you've got I mean, I was building a car for SEMA. And the parts are still, I just talked to customs today. Parts have been in customs for like a month because they're out of UK, which was a quarantine situation. And then they released the parts and then they had to know there was something to do with like rubber, rubber imports into the state, like hoses and stuff was, had something to do with the, could it be requisitioned a brake hose be requisitioned and used for medical purposes. And so, like, I don't even, like, so much is up in the air and so much is, is, you know, financially, you know, sort of wrecked and just in this sort of uh, 
nowhere land because there's not really been a decision to say in fact if the news has been like well there could be rounds of this mm -hmm. we could be there could be another wave in the fall and i just you know they uh they canceled one of the trade shows for the uh window film thing which was out in uh in late september and so I just think the writing's kind of on the wall for these. If you're a company who's already been hit, you know, if you think of most of the exhibitors at uh, at SEMA have been hit in some way, mm -hmm. uh, you know, let alone you know the whole upstairs of the one hall <coughs> is China. So yeah. I mean, they're not coming, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or aren't going to be allowed to, or who even knows. <clears throat> so, and I think budgets. You know, we were talking about this too. Uh, you know, like I. Uh, there's shows that I sponsor. I have sponsors for my shows and like no one's spending money right now. Yeah. And when you think about like the average booth at SEMA's, you know, you, you're running in the 25 grand just to, just to really just to be there. And if you're having like a, a party or an after party or something like that, you know, I, I don't know who's, who's going to be there. And I think the biggest thing is, uh i went i went out today and uh and yesterday and it's people are freaking weird like they you know you uh if you get too close to them and i don't even mean like actually close like in the building they're like hey 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 back up you got the you got that corona mm -hmm. and and it's just everyone's on edge so i i, mm -hmm. I don't know you know car shows giant shows if you think about sema i mean it's wall to wall it's wall-to-wall -wall people. Internationally. Internationally. I think, I think but, typically it brings in like, what, 100,000 people? That's that's people, you know, dealers that are there acting as spectators. And then all, also everybody who has a booth that it ends up equaling a little over 100,000 people from all walks of life, all countries. That's not going to fly this year, man. That's that's it's too dangerous. That is, that is a time bomb waiting to go off. But... Well, I don't know. This is different. But, like, isn't SEMA kind of like that American flag that's supposed to keep flying even, like, after the worst battles? Like, I mean, I know me and you, like Mike. What's that? <laughs> you mean, like, baseball? Well, kind of. But I mean, also canceled you know, right now. <laughs> SEMA did weather 2008 and 2009. Um, it, it yeah, was, that's just a recession. A recession is way different than a virus. Well, I mean, there's two ways to look at it, though. It's like, do you think the virus is going to keep SEMA from happening, or do you think the fallout <clears throat> from the virus is going to keep SEMA from happening? I think if it's fallout, it's almost, I don't want to say not fair. Uh, you know, I mean, just like when there was a recession, it's like, listen, if you can be here, be here. Like, if you can't be here, then unfortunately you can't be here, and you'll have to, you know, make that decision for your company. But, like... Um, I, I don't I know. The virus, about that. the virus, though, adds an element of safety and fear, which mm -hmm. is totally different than just a down year. But I do think that Corona can be every company's excuse. Yes. You know, if you've had an off year and you go and blow anywhere from 10 to two, 10,000 to $2 million at SEMA, depending on what level company you are. It's a really good play to me if you've been having a down year to be like, yo, yeah, we can't do it for safety reasons, you know? Um, and if enough companies, like let's say Ford pulls out and GM pulls out and, 
you know, I don't know who else, who are the big guys, you know, like if Toyo has to pull out and pull out of the tread pass and you have Holly and some of these major players decide that they don't, it's not only a cost thing, they don't want to put their, all of their employees like that in harm's way and, and risk the company two weeks later, you know what I mean? When everybody gets home, like how many companies make that call before SEMA goes, oh crap, we can't, we can't operate this show you know, and, and rent this space and do this if, if we're not getting support. Well, yeah, um, because as a, as a company, what do you do there? I mean, do you, do you send your people off to the show? Let's just say, theoretically, it goes on and it happens. You're Holly. You send your people off to the show and you bring them back. Do you let them go back, back to work or do you say, because you were there, you stay home for two weeks? Um, hard I, I mean, it, it's all about safety. And back to your earlier point, um, yeah, if if let's say a miracle happened and a vaccine was created, uh, or, or at least some massive medical breakthrough that really really made this not as big of a deal, um, then yeah, I think that SEMA would probably try to start wheeling and dealing, cutting some deals here and there to get here and there to, to get people to to come again. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd probably find a way to make it work, unless too many people were just like we're broke, we have nothing. Sorry. Um, but I, I think they could find a way to make it work, maybe at a smaller venue, um, well, maybe only been out been, half of the convention center. I, I don't know. I think it's in the convention center's best interest to make it work too. I mean, everybody yeah. wants to make it work. You know how do you how do you socially social distance in that setting? You don't. It's impossible. You know what I mean? No, you can't. And are we going to go up to these people in masks? You know, are you going <laughs> to go up to all these guys that we've been talking to for fifteen years and? Give them an Air 5 with masks on. Like, there's going to be a point where it's like, you know what? This is going to mm-hmm. be uglier if we try and go. You well, know it's so mean? busy and loud. The first thing you do whenever you walk up to a booth is you you lean in close, you shake somebody's hand, and then you start talking to them kind of up close because it's so loud in there. That's going to be completely off limits now. Yeah. Not to mention, what about this? I hadn't thought about the city of Vegas. Are they open for business again, or are they still kind of? Technically, they are. Okay. I think another part of it is I feel like a lot of this, I mean, I'm assuming this is a company's marketing budget when they put towards, you know, showing at SEMA. It's hard to justify that. Even if the show does go on, I'm assuming there will still be a lot of fear from people to not go. So it'd be difficult to justify putting your budget to that if you're not going to reach the same amount of people. Well, I assume that's like what Tim has to make that call. You know, it's like, dude. It's going to be a big expense to even have the show. And then you have to worry about if you're legally able to have the show. And then if you have it, are people actually going to come? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's all calls that SEMA, I'm sure, is trying to to deal with. I don't mm-hmm. it, like and then th- there's so much more fallout. I don't know. I, I wish I understood like all facets of the industry better. But like. All right, so let's be honest. A lot of these companies have products that are at least manufactured in China, maybe like innovated here and assembled here. But like, let's be real. A lot of this stuff is coming from China. China was affected as early as what, December, to our knowledge. And so I know that some of these guys had problems getting the product in. So even stemming from like last SEMO when they're like, heck yeah, we got all these new products coming in for 2020. Well, then they didn't, and they were they were getting held up for either production reasons or, like you were saying, Tim, um, like reasons you know uh, about customs and whatnot. And then 
And then so right when those problems were starting to get solved, you have the virus hit the U.S. So a lot of these companies since last SEMA have gone through like the winter and spring not being able to get product that they were supposed to be able to get. And then in the you know mid-spring, not being able to sell the product that started to come in. What's going on with Tim? Is he there? Can you guys see him? I can see him. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. You know, we're just a magazine, and we just go and hang out. But, like, for these guys that are, are in manufacturing, they've been screwed now for, what, eight or nine months in some way or another. So how is that going to affect everything and, mm -hmm. and the SEMA call? And what new products are they going to have? I mean, SEMA is going to be a big apology is what it's going to be. It's going to be like, yeah, sorry, all that stuff we were talking about doing this year never quite happened, maybe next year. Mm -hmm. And and to play devil's advocate a little bit, <clears throat> what about the other side of the coin? Can they afford to not go in a year where sales are down so far and they're doing everything they can to get every sale they can? Are you really going to miss the biggest event of the year where you get to go see all of your dealers, mm -hmm. all of your potential dealers? Can you afford to not be there even though the show is very expensive? Yeah, I just have a hard time, you know, seeing it with everything when you take when you take everything here, you know, sort of a supply chain problem. When you have, you know, the paranoia of of people coming in and being like you said close to close in close proximity. I shook someone's hand the other day and it honestly took me by surprise because it was like, a, you know, I was like, I hadn't seen the dude in a while. So I was like, what's up? You know, and then I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. But it was great, you know. But I, I just think that, you know, it, it's one of those things. Where that's me, all, that's me all the time, dude. What's that? Is so that's, that's me all the time. That's Jesse so across hurdles. the board. There's so many hurdles to it that it's, I just don't see it. I don't see it. Like, if you think like wheels, wheels are a huge part of SEMA. I mean, it's a whole haul of wheels and tires. And, you know, oh, as far as wheels are concerned, even these manufacturers that want to say, you know, designed in Italy or whatever, they're all, almost all made in, in China. I mean, mm -hmm. they, they, they just are. I mean, I hate to burst someone's bubble there, but like there's a grotesque amount of stuff that's made in China. And it's well, there's still nothing coming in with regards to that. And you know, China has been um, one of the companies that I do a lot of business with. It, it's it's an absolute disaster because, like, on the the American-made stuff, if they had good uh, inventory on it, it's still like coming in, and it's not a problem. On the Chinese stuff. You know, China kind of started their economy back up about three weeks ago, but then kind of stopped because there was another, you know, it's it's been this sort of truncated thing. And so there, there's so many things that prevent uh, SEMA fr from happening. And I think the number one thing is you've seen uh, huge things that are bigger dollar-wise or attendance-wise than SEMA, like, you know, uh, Rage Against the Machine or or Metallica or some of these big tours. Rage Against the Machine, this was like their reunion year. Oh, that's and, right. And they were charged in like upwards of four, four hundred, five hundred, six hundred dollars a ticket because F capitalism. But uh, but they were, you know, they, they, their whole thing was 
they had sold out through, I think through October, and then they canceled it all. Because, mm. I, I mean, I think that you've got enough people that just aren't, even if, if, if tomorrow they say, okay, every, just, just kidding, it's all good, you can, no one's going to get the disease and it's great. The, the paranoia factor yeah. and the, huge, the, the, the cancellation of F1 and basketball and baseball and concerts through you know, the end of the year, you, you literally have people now announcing, like the Killers, just were bringing out a new, they were doing a whole uh, tour that was starting in June to support this new record and they're they're moving it to 2021 so if you think of the finances behind that you're talking about a stadium every other night or every couple nights um in a different city you're talking about you know maybe a billion dollars you know for the rage and the killers thing that you know was it was an easy no we're not doing that and i think you know ultimately sema even though it's like, uh, I don't even know what to com- compare it to. It's like Mecca going to that pilgrimage for us to yeah. once a year to go meet everyone that, particularly for us, I think on the or for me on the east east coast or Midwest, you know, like all the you get all the everyone from New York comes out, everyone from L.A. comes out, and you mm-hmm. kind of have like this big meeting of of the minds, and so it, it is a huge loss but i think this honestly the sooner that they and i don't even think it's like admitting defeat i just think as soon as they admit there's no possible way to do it and the sooner we you know make plans for whatever it is the next 2021 okay so uh, well hold on two questions the first question is like let's vote you know, like Hunter, Jesse, Mike, Tim, each one of you, do you think it's going to happen if you had to make a call right now? Right now? Yeah. Oh, my God. Predict it. Jesse, or Hunter says no. Jesse, no. Mike, no. It's negligent and too expensive. Tim, no. Yeah, negligence and expensive. I think the the lawyers, everybody, it just doesn't happen. All right. Can you imagine so if, like, think- if, if 10 people leave SEMA and die? Like, yeah. All of a sudden, just being known as the trade show that literally well, caused it. Let me spin a let me spin a fun <laughs> web here. So, last November, uh, before SEMA, no one will remember this, but they were talking about it's going to be a real bad flu season. Uh, now, I've never had the flu. I've mm-hmm. never had the flu. I've never had a flu shot. I've never. I rarely get. I had asthma as a kid, but I rarely get truly sick. So, so I went to SEMA, saw you guys there. Uh, I had plans to uh, every, usually the last couple years I do SEMA. Then I go out to LA and either shoot Tim's enthusiast garage stuff or uh, get on podcasts or meet, meet friends or I, I take meetings. I take advantage of being out on that coast, stay with some family in uh, in LA. Anyways, so I had my returning flight coming from LA. Well, I can't remember what happened, but my flight, one of the flights was delayed and I got stuck in LAX for several hours. O- almost uh, almost 20 hours, so overnight. Like we, basically the flight left at like 2 a.m. and and arrived home at like I don't know, 9 or 10. 
So, um, in LAX, LAX is a hellhole. I I don't know if you've been there recently, but it is. It needs it needs upgraded in an almost embarrassing way to yeah, yeah. The, the American dream. It, it does not so, represent it's, LA. Uh, so I'm there, no. and it's you know the whole thing. I, I, I'm in this place, and it is a very international airport, and. Uh, I was in a lounge with almost exclusively Chinese uh, travelers, travelers that had come in and they were waiting for their flight. It was like a concierge lounge and they, it was basically like a comp type of thing and didn't think anything of it. Get home and by the time 24 hours later, I have never been so sick. I mean, I... The level of sickness was off the charts. Everybody in my circle was got, and, and I got tested for everything. Didn't have anything. Didn't have mono, didn't have uh, the flu, didn't have strep throat, didn't have anything. Um, they, they said, it must, be, it must be that flu we're hearing about. It's, we knew it was going to be bad this year. You might, have, you might be coughing. And this is my doctor. He said, you may have a cough for six months. I literally did have a cough for six months. I one of the guys that I work with got so sick he was hospitalized for three weeks and was on a ventilator. They never still don't know, and he can't get tested for the COVID antibodies to know if he had it. I, I haven't been tested to find out if I had it, but I would say it's a fair likelihood that I that I had it that yeah. I was on the leading edge, and and so the reality is. Uh, I think that as as we get closer and as people, because maybe you have people in your circles too that have said, yeah, oh man, I, I'm really sick this year. I got the flu right. and it was nasty. I just think that you're going to have, the more, the more we get closer to this and the more we find out about it, we're going to find out that it was the nasty flu. And it was here before we, we thought it was. Mm-hmm. And it is going to indict certain things like <laughs> You know, that are very international that, you know, realistically did put my health in danger. And and I think you're going to have an extreme resistance to people willing to do that. Now, would I be willing to do it again? I mean, I'm young enough that I wouldn't necessarily want to be that sick ever again because it was worse than pneumonia. And but, yeah, I mean, I, I realistically, I, this is not a good uh, at least we're, you know, here in Ohio, we are locked down. We are shut down. And it's, yeah. I'm like borderline depressed. I mean, it's not a good situation. And so, yeah, I think I would probably choose to get sick and just, you know, take care of myself and, you know, vitamins. And, but I, I think that, you know, to answer long winded, I apologize, but to answer your question mm-hmm. is, yeah, I think it's, it's irresponsible of them to have an event. Where I mean, there's times when you're walking through the hall and you're, you know, touching people. I mean, it's just it's so close that you can't even, you know, it's just impossible. So with people now more aware of the fact that oh, you can catch whatever from being in big crowds of people, and it does suck to really get sick. I mean, I don't think I've ever taken, you know, a week off, and I took a solid week, week and a half of I just couldn't do anything. So now I think people, there's more of a realization that like, yeah, I don't want to do that. And I I think we've gone too far for sure. Go go ahead, Jesse. So I don't want to go too ahead, but do you think 
if they call it in enough time, they'll try to supplement it with some other kind of event or an alternate event that can kind of offer that. Because and I'll bring this up, Adobe uh, software, the people who make like Photoshop and Dreamweaver and Premiere, all the programs we use, um, their annual summit, instead of doing their annual summit on the West Coast, they did everything online. They provided um, everything for the people who go there online. Um, and this is a another multi-billion dollar event that happens every single year. So that was their kind of solution to that. Do you think SEMA would make an alternate event? And if, if so, what would that look like? I, I wouldn't be surprised. So they've had an alternative event before. Wooly, correct me if I'm remembering this wrong, but we used to go to a secondary SEMA event in PA every year, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, they used to do that when imports... Um, <clears throat> Uh, what the heck was it called? It was it's it. I'm blanking out on the name now. But you know when imports were like exploding and it was like you know all the rage and everything. They did. They did a second one. Um, I think it used to be in uh, Atlantic Beach for a while, and then they moved it over to uh, mm -hmm. to PA. Um, and it was kind of a mid year event. It was like a summer thing or, or like an early summer thing. Um, so, yeah, they did, you know, kind of whatever subculture events like that. Um, I, I, you know, what I was going to ask, uh, what I wanted to kind of know is like, if you guys do not think it's going to happen, um, when do you think SEMA should announce that? I mean, you got all these people. It, it's starting up. I mean, people are, you know what I mean? If, if SEMA's on, the bigger companies are planning for it now, um, for sure. So at what point is it is it just courteous to call it? I know the natural tendency would be to lay, let's hold out. Let's just hold out and see what's going to happen. But, I mean, you got to think about the companies that you're here to represent and, mm -hmm. and, and save them as much cost as possible if, in fact, the answer is we got to call it. I think it's the I, earlier, the better it needs to. Uh, I would think it's safer to call it earlier than mm -hmm. to be too late on it. Because like you said, we got companies that that are spending money now to get that shit start, to get that started later on. Yeah. I yeah, mean, it's I safer, think... but you got to remember, SEMA is a business first and foremost. And telling them, you know, that they're going to do everything they can to hold on to hope that this is going to happen until it absolutely can't. I think they'll probably wait until about two months out, month and a half out until like there's literally no hope and then say it's done. It'll probably be at the point when they realize they can't fill up enough halls and it's getting to the point where, you know, people can't get their plane tickets refunded yet. That That's when they'll call it. Hmm. I mean, that's, yeah, it's going to be a mess. I was talking to somebody that works at a bigger company in this aftermarket industry and I was like, so what are you guys doing? And he was like, I mean, we're going full steam ahead just because we can't afford not to at this mm -hmm. point. You know, like he and he was kind of talking like we are. He's like, I don't know if it's going to happen or not. But as a company, we have to act as if it is until we find out it's not. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, to answer Jesse's thing, I think like a, a digital SEMA would suck balls. Oh. <laughs> I, mean, well, I, mean, stuff like, I don't know about you guys, but all the... All the Zoom <laughs> slash Teams like meetup things like the it's like a bad uh, 
Tony Robbins like uh, motivational thing. It's just really, mm-hmm. at least what I've seen so far of that has not been. I don't know. I, I I don't think it would serve any purpose. I mean, again, what you what you get from SEMA is that immediacy of being there. I think the best call is to, you know, if it if it's really date dependent. In other words, if we can't wait. If it, 2020 has essentially been canceled, but if in the automotive industry we can't cancel 2020 and, and you can't just have 2021 SEMA, then I think the answer is to move SEMA to, you know, March or, you know, really early in the year um, now. You know, I and I think about the proactive that. move, what's that? I was, I was thinking about that, but then what does that do to the cycle of the industry like the way SEMA hits kind of towards the end of the year used to be in the the late 80s early 90s was in Columbus at the uh the Ohio State or at the convention center it was at the convention center and then it outgrew it but it wasn't I don't think it was in November I think it was uh I think it was in September when it was when it was here I, I never went but I know some older guys in the industry that that did and I mean, it can be yeah. interesting. I always feel like the timing is kind of right because the season is winding down. You know, For you sure. go to SEMA, you get hyped. It gets everybody kind of excited to carry through the off season, you know, and, and kind of try and make some dreams happen. And then spring hits. But I guess, you know, if you push it back to spring, I, I guess it could work in a lot of ways. It would wake everybody up out of the hibernation. You know, it would keep yeah. people building over the winter. See, that's the other thing. What about, dude, you think about all these SEMA builds, like all these guys that live to build SEMA cars and that make careers off of building these cars and stuff like that. Like, it's all in limbo. You think about all the drivers that are, are at SEMA trying to get sponsorships. Like, there's no season this year. And then if there's no SEMA, there's no way to, like, engage these people for next year, mm-hmm. like it's gonna be, it, it, it's gonna send a whole rift through everything because SEMA is kind of that like anchor to it, you know? And to be honest, that's like stuff not happening is the most dangerous thing, business speaking, that can happen to an industry. Because when money's, when, when funds are short and then you have everything wiped out, people start going, well, maybe I didn't need that. It didn't, it didn't really mm-hmm. affect me that much. I, maybe I don't need that guy. Ralph, it didn't yeah. affect me that much. You know, that's when people start actually being able to take a look at it, put pen to paper and see what it's like without certain things, they're going to realize what they really do and don't need. And especially when they got to tighten the belt, stuff's going to get cut. Yeah. And a lot of sad, times that's a sad come, fact, for, but yeah. for us, that's sad because it comes yeah. down to marketing a lot of times, but for the industry, for the enthusiasts, I should say the guys that, you know, that just like playing with cars, it's sad because it does, it affects the motorsport side, the glitz and glam, the, the you know, going to shows and supporting events and sponsoring grid lifes and advertising in S3s or Hoonigan or whoever it is, like that's the stuff that gets cut. You know, we had a couple of advertisers right off the rip, you know, like within what, a week or two of this thing going down, we're like, hey, we gotta cancel our whole our whole thing with you guys. Yep. And it was like, Pooh, what? What? You know, and luckily Mike was able to kind of have a, a, a real conversation and you know, bigger companies, they make those big statements and then, and then, you know, just to see kind of what sticks and stuff. And I get that, but like, yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff can kill the, 
the vibe behind a culture real quick, man. I mean, if we're all kind of stuck at home, people are losing their jobs or getting pay cuts or whatever. They're having to evaluate what's important and what they should spend money on. And on top of that, there's not the activity to make them go, oh, heck yes, I got to do this because everything's dead because there's no motorsports, because there's no events happening, because, you know, there's none of that excitement. At what point does it start to just kind of sink a lot of things for a couple of years? I think Mike's <laughs> absolutely, sorry, and just to close, I think Mike's absolutely right. Like you, it's really imperative that we don't let this kill the momentum. You know, I mean, it's fine. We got to do what we got to do for a while. But at some point, like, you got to like live again, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or else I think from a from a political standpoint, I mean, not to not to take this to that way, but like we have steered into a, a crazy we have allowed now this this is like a new precedent, mm -hmm. like how stupid, ridiculous it can get has mm -hmm. been reset to like mm -hmm. full, stupid, ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And and it just every week I feel like it just kind of like it, it, it gets more stupid and ridiculous today in Michigan. Uh, a security guard was killed over a in a mask confrontation uh near to near detroit so i mean it's it's one of those things where it's like you know there, there's a cumulative effect going on here where we've now said yeah you can you can tell everyone to stay home i, I just you know I, I can't believe when tuberculosis was a thing yeah or polio or whatever you know if you had tuberculosis you and your family got quarantined yeah not the world the earth is quarantined right now and it's it's like it's a bad 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 precedent because it's like you know for them to say well there may be another wave and we may ask you to stay home in october it's like right no we're not we can't stay home ever because it's it's hosed so many you know, once things that really the gears get turning again, and and I could be in a this could be an Ohio perspective because again we're yeah. still totally shut down, and they extended the, the the shelter in place order through the end of the month, so they extended it at the forty five day mark. They extended it for th another thirty days, so the level of hmm. like I can't believe that that's okay. Just now, for reference, I don't know if you know this, but Georgia is open, <laughs> like like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which will be another precedent because we'll see what happens in another 10 days or so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't know if it's a Southern thing, like you were talking about it being an Ohio thing, but like, dude, I don't, a lot of people in my neck of the woods never really took this too seriously. And then the second that the governor opened it up, they're boom. Like we had full on traffic today, back to normal. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's totally back to normal. Well, that's good. Well, it is I mean, until I, it's I not. I hope I'm wrong. It's good now. It could be really bad. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we'll see. Um, I, I agree with Tim, though. I don't like the fact that because because we've done this shelter in place thing once now, yeah. like it's on the table forever. Three months you know, ago, it, it would have been like, what are they going to make us all stay at home? Yeah, they can't make us stay <laughs> home. <laughs> now that it happened, yeah, it's going to do like, it like yearly hey, now. Just to show did. Yeah. <laughs> Michigan, go home. You're no longer allowed outside. Yeah, no, I agree, man. That it is absolutely a scary precedent that's been set. But it's a scary time, dude. And I don't know, you know, I mean, my mom's retired from the CDC. So, I, you know, I hear things and it's like, at, at what is this 21st century life? I mean, we're more and more in, intermingled. We're 
you know, the world's getting more and more populated. Like this is probably something that we need to get more and more prepared for. Um, it just is. So hopefully we can get better prepared for next time and figure out how to do this without crushing the world economy. Um, but all this being said, I, I gotta just real quick, I gotta give major props to all the companies in the automotive aftermarket industry because I thought that we were gonna see companies shutting down right and left. I really did, especially after the first domino fell about a month ago. Um, Airlift, air yeah, yeah. But but props Accurate. to you guys. If any of you guys are actually listening, you, you guys are sticking it out so far. I agree. I agree. You know, I just talked to a buddy of mine who uh, runs a, t a tuning, basically an online uh, tuning shop mm -hmm. out of uh, Texas. And uh, he said they're up. They actually, they've, they were way up for the year and they obviously dropped back a little bit, but they're still up. So, I mean, that's fantastic. I mean, the fact that you are home for, I mean, I guess people did use their COVID money on intercoolers. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, if you bought an intercooler with your stimulus check, props. Shout Keep out to you. Keeping it alive. I know personally, I'm still buying car parts, you know, and, and oh, me and me Mike, too. I mean, you know, me and Mike worry about right now, the magazine's operating as usual, you know, and of course you go down that dark, scary path of like what could happen and it makes you want to like tighten your wallet and not spend any money, but that is not necessarily what you want to do right now because that kind of thinking causes it to happen. You know what I mean? Like you yep. got to try and live as if, Things are normal, and they're getting back to normal. You just um, got to undercoat your S13 in your mom's garage. That's right. <laughs> that's what you need. What you got to do, man, because look, if it is that bad and we're all that screwed, like we're, we're pretty, you know, th that's a worst-case scenario, and we'd be pretty screwed. And, and the least of your concerns is going to be whether or not you bought the coilovers back in May. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so, right. yeah. so, I, I mean, mean it's like it's our responsibility to keep that momentum going because it, I mean, where the automotive industry is today, it's taking years to get there and it takes, you know, a couple months of, of this situation to kind of put it in the hole and it's going to take another five or six years to get it back to the way it was. So it's our responsibility to keep yep. that momentum going as scary as it, as it I'm can be. I'm breaking splitters. I'm breaking splitters today. Before <laughs> <laughs> we started talking, I ordered a new splitter. Thank you for doing your part, man. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I might... Uh, I don't know. I, I might guess just... it's up to... You're going to have people vote. Let's see. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I hope we're all wrong. I would love to be wrong about this. I'm going to go against y'all. I'm, I'm going to say, walking up, you were wrong. You were wrong. Yeah. Well, hey, look, somebody's got to talk about it and say it, right? Like, and, and again, we don't have any knowledge. I hadn't talked to anybody that works at SEMA. I hadn't been poking and prodding and trying to do the journalist thing. Like, I just think, you know, just from where we're at, I don't know. You, you four say it ain't happening. I'll go against it and say... <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I want to be wrong. I want it to happen. Well, obviously, but... we all want to be wrong. I, you know, I, I think it's important that SEMA stands. Because, again, we're talking about precedence. If something goes bad, if there's a bad year, 
SEMA just does not happen. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's got to kind of happen regardless. It's got to happen just because we need to know the state of the industry. Um, but I don't know, man. The virus is a scary and unknown thing right now. And, and yeah, I mean, I, dude, I'm not a germaphobe at all. And I get a little germaphobia at SEMA. You know, because you're walking through and the guy that's sweaty walks past you and coughs. And Mike knows. I'm like, freaking great. You know, like, <laughs> I was like, I got to go to the bathroom and take a bath. You know, like, because it's, it's just, it's so sardine packed in that, dude, one sneeze is going to hit 30 people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just going <laughs> to get caught in this vortex. And, and, and so, uh, I don't know, man. I, it, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I don't I'd be think really interested. I'd be very interested to see if they can get creative to see how they can have an alternate style of an event. I don't uh, want an alternate. Scene. I know you don't want it, but I think now's a cool time to kind of like open your mind, see what they can do, and to see so, out. Because we've been doing the same thing. For, give me an example of an alternate style. Like what? I don't know, if you're so you're on the SEMA board. Recommend something. I mean, okay, so you just mentioned having events that are separate. So we have this huge – how many parts of SEMA did we not get a chance to look at at all last time? I don't know. Let's say it's three. <laughs> like, I mean, okay, so I would say we, we, we probably – there was like at least 30% of SEMA that we never even looked at. I feel like it would be maybe a smart idea to kind of like break off the pieces of SEMA – um, and, you know, this part happens over there or kind of like because everybody's tight in the same area. That's the problem. We don't want to be tight in the same area. If there's a way that we can expand this floor space or, you know, have this part of SEMA on this date and it's going to be all the the tire stuff or whatever the biggest part of SEMA, the tire stuff, and then they spread everything out. And then on another date, you know, maybe a few weeks later, you have a different part of SEMA. Yeah, but then you're asking a company like Toyo Tires to be like, hey, now you got to do like a side-by-side -side SEMA and an off-road SEMA, and then you got to do your performance SEMA. And I mean, that's also up to them to be smart about how they're going to price that too. I, I, it would be difficult to ask everyone else to pay, you know, two times as much as they usually do. If they could figure out how to make the same budget as they usually do, but spread it out so it's still possible, I yeah. mean, that's the challenge of creativity. And I think uh, Tim hit on something like I think for for non L.A. based companies, SEMA is kind of a bigger, more majestic deal. Like because I know it's like that for us, you know, it's a lot, a lot. All these companies aren't in our backyard as if we were based in Venice Beach or something like that. You know what I mean? We don't go have lunch with the guys at NRG or whatever. Um, I'd love to. They're awesome. But we're in Atlanta and they're in California. So SEMA is like that spot where we all get to see each other, you know, and kind of hang out or whatever. Um, and I think for the East Coast guys, that does make it a little bit more valuable than the West Coast guys that are like, why are we all going four hours over there? So, like, you know, I think it would hurt us a little bit more just emotionally to be canceled. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. How, how do you bring the energy of an event like SEMA Right. Because, I mean, a lot of the value of SEMA is just you just hype everybody so much that they do business. How do you bring that energy uh, without actually being there? I mean, so while you were saying that they already split up the event because the SEMA part that we're familiar with is separate. What's that other piece of SEMA that's like all hardware stuff that we went to the last year? Oh, Apex. Apex. Yeah, Apex. So, I mean, it's generally the same umbrella, right? 
They're all under yeah, the same umbrella. Kinda, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they technically already do that. I mean, you, I couldn't imagine Apex and SEMA being in the same large area. That would be insane. So it's already expanded to a point where they've had to make a separate event. I, I, I'd be interested to see if they can make that work for this specific situation. I mean, the way I see it, the easiest way to do it and also probably the lamest is probably the right answer. Uh, it's like internet speed dating. I mean, all they're trying to do, SEMA's main purpose in life is to bring together manufacturers, distributors, and suppliers all together in the same place. There's the glitz and the glam just to make it as famous as possible with all the awesome cars and the cool parts and everything and the models and all the other stuff. But at the end of the day, it's about handshake deals. You're going to buy X number of wheels. You're going to sell this for me. So the best way to do it would be to kind of do like a stupid, boring style of speed dating so that these companies can kind of like talk to each other, meet each other, touch PPs and try to try to get some business done. Huh. <laughs> you struck on something with the not touching PPs thing, but like, you know, MPMC, oh, I thought that was the selling point. <laughs> MPMC, <laughs> all right, a lot of, less of people that are listening would know what MPMC is, but it's also a SEMA mm-hmm. event. It's for media journalists, stuff like that. And it's specifically, it's, Sounds super awkward, and it is because they do it at Embassy Suites in uh, what Orange Orange County or something like that. And um, Santa, wasn't it? No, Santa it's all the same. Uh, anyway, the the premise is like speed dating. Like it it revolves around the journalists. So the companies basically the journalists get to pick the meetings and say, "I want to meet with these guys, these guys, these guys." And so you go. Each mm-hmm. company has a hotel room that they've kind of decked out. And you go in there and you have, what, 20 minutes or something like that. And then literally a bell is rung and you go to the next one. So, like, you sit down and you say, what's new? And they tell you everything that's new with their company. And you tell them everything that's new with your company. And then you trade cards and you leave. If there was something like that with a break between the sanitize or something like that, (laughs) at least it keeps kind of social distancing somewhat in effect yeah that um, would work. i mean they do have those meeting rooms you know they, yeah. they've got those meeting rooms you can like rent for like or well not rent but like reserve for half hour intervals if it gets to that point i'm not spending the money to go because the magic's gone no, no, no i i misspoke it's not you don't rent it but you they have them you can block them out for like so much time so you can mm-hmm. meet with whoever you know whatever you said toyo or holly or whatever and you can meet with them and in the upstairs yeah i don't know i mean that could work i think you got to have the car show thing but and then if sema i guess we can let this be the close unless anybody else wants to say something but if sema does not happen this year what does it kind of do to sema you know i mean there can be an argument made that sema has kind of absolutely just gone to the ceiling as far as absurdity and just over the top and glitz and glam and these these bills that don't relate to what the hell anybody's doing in their garage anymore anyway it's just show out stuff most of them don't run if they do run most of them never actually been on a street you know so does a year off maybe collapse the structure a little bit and could be good could start from a more viral level or Will it give everybody more ridiculous? <laughs> yeah, will it give everybody a year to be like, we're gonna make this car fly. It's the only way we'll get noticed. You know, um, I don't know what that's gonna do because I don't know. I mean, my you know, our thing with SEMA, if you pay attention to S3 Magazine at all, is sometimes we do get a little um, 
you know, disenchanted that, that it doesn't represent, I know it doesn't represent what our readers are doing. Um, you know, I mean, if you like 900 horsepower minivans that made a dyno pull at 900 horsepower, cool. But like, it's not kind of, it's not what's really going on in the streets anymore. And I do think that SEMA would be wise to try and get back to that a little bit. Well, so, that's why PRI yeah. has kind of become more popular over the past mm -hmm. couple of years, because it is a bit more realistic and a bit more hands-on, you know? Now, for those who don't know, Mike, what is PRI? Uh, what does it stand for? It's Performance Racing Industries. Mm -hmm. uh, it's basically like SEMA but without the models and without the glitz and the glam. It's pretty much all the racing race side of the industry. It's all yeah. race car stuff. And it yeah. happens right after SEMA, which yeah. is a huge pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it's in December, and it's in what? Indy. And yeah, it's super cold. It's, it's yeah, going to go trudge through the snow. It doesn't go to Indy in December. <laughs> like, every year when it was in Florida. Yeah, when it's in Orlando, we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's really funny too because, like Mike said, you know, it's more, uh, you know, it's more of the racing side. So, like, it'll be, you know, just blizzarding outside, and you have all these dudes like shivering, no window race cars, like trying to push them inside and stuff. It's funny. Yeah, I don't know. I think part of the magic of SEMA is to see it all. You know, the off-road stuff, the race stuff, the tuner stuff, the old stuff. I think that's cool. Um, I'd be kind of devastated if that was to go away and it was to kind of splinter off into different directions. That would kind of suck. Uh, I hope that this isn't like the turn, you know, where we're like, well, back in there younger days man SEMA used to just have everything and everybody used to walk around and touch each other and shake hands and, oh. no man e even it's uh, to kind of you know start winding this down on a little bit of a lighter note yes everything is very serious right now and it seriously sucks that being said this is a blip on the radar it's gonna work itself out life's gonna go back to being good how it was a couple of months before I promise hopefully <laughs> Sounds reassuring. Uh, yeah, I can 100% guarantee there will be a SEMA 2021. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. <laughs> but there's um, not going to be SEMA 2021. I also expect SEMA 2021 to be like 10 times more hype than. Yeah. And you can also see my, uh, my SEMA 2020 build at SEMA 2021. <laughs> yeah. all right well i don't know anybody got anything else are we the first ones to just come out and say that seem is not happening we weren't really trying so. to say it but hunter jumped the shark in the beginning show there <laughs> yeah, you gotta do that hey. quick stuff. yeah you gotta do what you gotta do to get the views man come out yes. come out of the gate hot nobody's watching now we can say whatever we want yeah, Seamus cancels. You heard it first from us. <laughs> Anybody's got some baby part secrets to say because nobody's watching this far in. I'd be interested to hear what the viewers uh, think. I mean, if they think Seamus is going to happen or not, or you know, if yeah, it does, this if it'll be... post this with a poll. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I want to hear if they think it's going to happen or not. If they do think it's going to happen, if it's going to happen the same, or if it's going to happen in some alternate, or I want to hear some like ideas on what they think should happen if it's an alternate event. Oh, we're an alternate reality. That's oh, a that whole other podcast. That's a whole <laughs> other podcast. <laughs> I'm not yeah. to get into that one. It's right all now. we're it's a, we're all in a simulation. It's a simulation. I'm just waiting for Garth and and, and Wayne. 
<laughs> Hunter has All no right. idea what you're talking about right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not a clue. like, now who the Not hell is Wayne and Garth? Yeah, no. All right. Tim, well, if you didn't know, I have a bad habit of not watching television or movies at all. Major and they like movies, to... Tim. Major, major, iconic yeah. pop culture movies. He does not know. And that's all they like to do when you go somewhere with the SD Magazine team is just make movie quotes. <laughs> Quote forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> laugh. Hey, pop, pop culture references. And then not tell me what they're talking about. Yeah, but uh, we're gonna all go get that Breaking Benjamin album out, and we'll. we'll be- <laughs> <laughs> do you have a moth flying around your head? Yeah, you do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hunter, can, can you please tell the audience what in the hell is going on with your hands and kind of generally the rest of your skin? Oh my god! Okay, so let's hope There's that my internet. So. For those of you who don't know, I'm working on restoring an S13. Um, I'm currently, you know, sanding the underneath and undercoating it. Well, the undercoat that I have chosen to use, I have since found out after undercoating the car, it does not come off human skin. <laughs> so I look like a Dalmatian. Um, this is post shower, post acetone. Post lacquer thinner. Just let me get you in. Like this whole finger is black. <laughs> so um, yeah. So if you plan on using POR fifteen, wear gloves or just like some wear some sort of CDC like hazmat. They do recommend <laughs> you wear like a, a hazmat suit. Yeah, I've been. Yeah. Okay. I so, right. use that. Regrets have been made. This has been a good podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so yes, SEMA may or may not be happening in 2020. Disappointing, sad days, or maybe happy days if it does. Who we want it to happen. We just hadn't bought our flights yet. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, like, you don't buy flights until like the week before, anyway. Yeah. See, yeah, we'll and now, yeah. now who's right? <laughs> well, all right. I think that's it, guys. So we're do- making two podcasts a week now. So you'll get another podcast. Today's Wednesday. You'll get another podcast on Friday. But until then, have a good night or day, wherever you're watching us. We'll see you next time.